It's the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the fifth verse. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. At least not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others the trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we embark on this Lenten journey, this 40-day spiritual journey, we begin with a question, a question that comes across clearly in an old song. Recently I read this old song was getting covered by a, a new artist, Sarah Jarose, is covering U2's old song, maybe you remember it, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And that question of what am I looking for, uh, made popular anew by this cover, voices a question on many of our hearts. And sometimes an answer to such an important question, as I pray that we'll discover as we come into God's word this evening, is right in front of us. We just sometimes don't see it. Let me give a real-life example of that kind of experience. In the household of six that is our home, uh, there are sometimes things that uh, we're looking for, trying to find, and it seems invariably I'm the one looking for it, and it's oftentimes just, it seems impossible to find. But by God's grace, amazingly and invariably, when I ask a member of our household, and it's not me, it's Joy, uh, where is that item? Uh, And I usually have asked her the same question for about the thousandth time. What's amazing is that she can find it every single time. What's even more probably uh, amazing to her that maybe I don't notice is that oftentimes that item is in the exact same spot it always is. And there it is right in front of me. How did I not see that again? Fortunately, Joy is gracious with me. Ash Wednesday reminds us, not only 
that we haven't arrived in the mark of sin that's on our lives. Not only that we have a question of deep spiritual and personal significance of knowing what we're trying to look for, but something more. That it's not missing. The one that we're looking for, the thing that we're looking for actually has been looking and come for us. Because while we were yet sinners, while we were yet lost, Christ died for us. God the Father hasn't gone anywhere. Well, that's not exactly true. He's come after you and me. Jesus is gracious once again, maybe for the thousandth time, again, this Lenten journey to come after us and show us that he is the way and to remember and to remind us that the Holy Spirit, God, is with us. So when we go looking for more, when we go looking for that, that real spirituality, we don't need to go any further than where we've come to tonight, God's word and his holy sacrament. No further than the Lenten discipline of prayer and showering the love that he's given us with others. But you ask, maybe a thousandth time, like we often do, but, but how do we pray? Now you can buy all kinds of books, go to seminars, read even Bible plans. I was noticing on my favorite Bible reading app, how to pray with this expert or with that. But friends, I invite you tonight to consider this. The answer has been right in front of us all along. In these words from Jesus, we call it the Lord's Prayer. When asked by his disciples, Jesus said, pray like this. And so tonight, this sermon is less about a teaching on the Lord's Prayer and more about an invitation an invitation to come to the gift that's right before us all along. Indeed, tonight's sermon is an invitation to hear anew the power of God's word and to pray with the leadership and leading of the greatest teacher who ever lived, Jesus, the greatest spiritual leader, for we don't pray with, and he doesn't teach us without authority. He teaches with God's authority as the one true God. And so it's not an invitation tonight to pray with Jerry or to pray like Pastor Jerry teaches, but an invitation and rather to go on these next 40 days and pray just like Jesus himself teaches us. So let's listen to Jesus tonight. Let's listen to those words that are often right before us 
And whether they're new to you or they've been there for you all along, let's hear them again as Jesus teaches, as he invites us to pray. He begins by saying, Our Father who aren't in heaven. You see, God isn't a force or a place to become one with. He comes to us by name. Just as he calls us by name, he invites us to come to him by name. In scripture, often when he introduces himself to us, he introduces us to himself through relationship. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Or here, and maybe the most in one of the most intimate relationships, he invites us to call him Father. Not in the brokenness of that father relationship that so many have experienced in our world today, but in the perfect relationship of father and child that God intends. And so we cry out, Abba, that's the word translated as father, almost untranslatable. It's so intimate and powerful. God invites us to share our hearts intimately and personally. And so take time this Lent, friends, to remember that this personal God is inviting you to prayer, not just to give him information, he's got that already, but to be in relationship with him. And so as he calls you by name, you call him and we call him Father. And then we remember his character and we worship him as we cry, hallowed be thy name. We don't need to but turn on the news or open up a website with news on it to know that the world is in ashes. But as soon as we come into God's presence, we remember that he is different. He is holy. And very quickly as we come with ashes marked on our heads tonight, he reminds us that we are not. And so we come repenting, being transformed once again and anew by his grace as we have at this table of grace tonight. And so take time to remember this Lent, to remember that God who is listening to those very intimate prayers is also inviting us to praise him for being holy and echoing that call in the first commandment that you shall have no other gods before me. For like any truly deep relationship, it's exclusive. Marriage, for example, the picture of that relationship here on earth is exclusive as a, as a window into that relationship that God has made possible by his work on the cross for us. And so... He invites us into this exclusive relationship with the one true God and hallowed be his name. So take time this Lent to pray this petition. Remember his holiness and how that transforms your relationship with him and your relationship with the world around us. And then he invites us to consider significance and purpose when we pray, thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, what's distinctive about being human 
distinctive about being made in the image of God is that we long for more than mere survival. The rich and famous among us sadly sometimes set a reminder for us about that. That all the accolades that this world will give don't equate to a happy, blessed, or life of significance. And so we remember as we pray for his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in the heaven to, to have lives of significance shaped by God's definition of justice and God's kingdom picture as it is in heaven. And that gets played out in all the places of our daily lives. We're actually asking God for his kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes, in our workplaces. And that God's kingdom would come through you and me. So take time this Lent to invite God to bring his kingdom to your daily calling. His will, not yours to your daily calling. But did you know that God also graciously, as he teaches us to pray, invites us to pray for stuff? As he welcomes us to ask for and give us our daily bread, our very sustenance and everyday needs, just as you would come to a good father and pour out everything your hope and need to him, God invites us to do the same. He invites us to tell him what we need and what we want and not hold anything back. Take time this Lent to talk to God about what you need. Now, he might not always agree with your list or mine. And the conditions of this world might not always seem fair. And sometimes the answer to this particular petition might lead you to ask, why? And when you ask that question, God, who is gracious and listens, may not give you the answer that you seek. But what he does answer with is what? We may not know why God chooses to answer this prayer in the way that he does, but we know what and what is shaped by the cross. That he is for us. That he is for you. And just like we as his children may not always understand the answers as we did as children that our parents give, we may not always understand the why that God's giving us here, but we know what. That cross That sacrifice, that love, reminds us that he is for us. But this prayer doesn't stop there. It gets real, very real. For God invites us to come to him with an honest, transparent heart. Asking for forgiveness just as we forgive others. Extending to others what he gives us. We remember as we pray that our ways 
that have sinned that weren't his ways. We're reminded here to come for forgiveness. We're reminded as, as, we, as we pray that prayer that, that we need that grace. But we're reminded just as we ask God for that grace a thousand times over, he patiently hears that prayer. And so as 1 John 1, 9 reminds us, if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness as we turn, repent, and turn anew to him. God does this work. And then we get to be sharers, participants in sharing that grace with others. But then he reminds us not to be led into temptation. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert being tempted. And if Jesus was tempted, you can bet we are as well. We're tempted all the time to replace the truth for a lie. I like how one pastor put it that every sin that we have committed, that we have confessed or are tempted to commit, are just a way of placing something else before us as our God instead of God himself. We're tempted all the time to be fed by things that aren't of God instead of dealing with whatever it may be and bringing it to the Lord in prayer, we distract ourselves with binge watching or maybe we'll submerge ourselves in work or busyness or the pursuit of success to somehow satisfy that longing in our heart. Or maybe it's through sex or drugs or alcohol. All instead of the one true God. Jesus. And so take time this Lent to confess and remember. Take time this Lent to be real with God about what tempts you to replace Him with anything else but Him. But we can also, in this prayer, ask for God's protection. God invites us to pray for that protection. And boy, have we ever been praying for that throughout these days of a pandemic, have we not? As we pray, deliver us from evil. And there are, as you know, all kinds of evil in this world. Brokenness that breaks in. Evil is real and God hates it. And so we pray for his protection. And when it seems like life is too overwhelming, that the brokenness of this world is just too much. He reminds us that the evil of this world will not have the final word. The resurrection that we'll celebrate in 40 days reminds us that Jesus has the final word. And whatever brokenness we may run into, we can pray. Oh God, deliver us from evil. 
And we know that whatever battle we may be facing or you may be facing now, it will not have the final word. And so we bring that to God in prayer. And so indeed we do pray, thine is his kingdom and his glory forever and ever. For our world is not just shaped by these questions, but it's also shaped because it's his world that he created. And it's shaped by the reality that God indeed is with us. So I invite you to come to this prayer that Jesus has put right before us that we sometimes forget about. Bring all of your concerns, all of your joys under this prayer. Like, for example, bring your marriage under this prayer as you pray the petition, Our Father, who art in heaven, you can talk about the significance of relationship before God. Or ask for his purpose to be revealed in that marriage as you pray for his kingdom come and will be done in your marriage. Or as you seek forgiveness or seek needs of daily bread. Or as you ask for protection. And you can do that with all those desires and burdens on your hearts. Not married? Maybe you're praying about school life. Bring it to each of those petitions. Maybe you're praying about your future. Bring it under each of those petitions. And let the depth of this prayer that is given to us as a gift from Jesus not only transform your prayer life, but transform your life by this gift of God. For in this Lenten season, we are called to remember. And this prayer brings us there every time. Friends, this gift is right in front of us because he came to be one of us. So let us tonight and every day this Lent have eyes to see, hearts to receive this gift Maybe you need to ask him again for a thousandth time to let you see, to receive this gift of grace. And God, who is so gracious, answers that prayer every time. Now, I know we've already prayed it together, but let's end this invitation to prayer tonight by praying together again. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so let's continue worshiping this uh, good and gracious God by remembering this promise. Receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you 
and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.